The first question is, is God's kingdom in its final form now? The answer is no. God's kingdom will not reach its final form until after the return of Christ and after the final judgment. The current form of the kingdom is provisional, not eternal. The kingdom exists because Christ reigns in heaven. When we say kingdom of God, just think of Christ ruling from heaven. Think of Christ ruling, reigning, seated at the right hand of God in heaven and all that he's doing from there with all authority in heaven and on earth given to him. But the kingdom on earth that's spiritual and that's heavenly, and though it does come to outward expression in, in conversion in the life of believers and in the church, its form now is provisional. That means it's partial, not full, and that means it's temporary, not eternal. You'll see this in the parable of the weeds, Matthew thirteen twenty four. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. Starts with the same thing as the parable of the sower, right? Just the farmer. Now he's going into his field and sowing good seed. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. There you have the enemy sneaking into his field and sowing weeds. So, verse 26, when the plants came up and bore grain, the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? That's a legitimate question, right? It's your field. It's your seed. Why in the world are there so many weeds? He said to them, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, well, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, no, lest in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first, bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. So the servants of this uh, farmer, the farmer represents Christ, are wondering, should we, should we get rid of the weeds? And what's the answer? No, don't try to get rid of the weeds. Never going to get rid of the weeds in this age. It reminds us of the nature of how we spread the kingdom. It's not through taking people out. It's by sharing the gospel message. And praying that God would save some. And by supernatural work, turn weeds into wheat. Matthew thirteen thirty six begins the interpretation of this parable. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. That's why it's called parable of the weeds, not parable of the, the wheat. The wheat is the main thing, but... In the question the disciples asked, they say, tell us the parable of the weeds. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. That's Christ. The field is the world. The field is the world. And the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. 
Now I'll talk about a thorough and clear interpretation. It gives the definition of the main elements. Verse 40, just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels. They will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. Uh, what is the field? Verse 24. The field is the world, not the church. Verse 38. The field is the world. This is not talking about the church. Now, in the church, you do have false, you have imposters. False believers, false professors, false teachers. You see that in the New Testament. You see teaching about that in the New Testament. And you see that today. But that's not what this is about. The field is the world. Christ is Lord of heaven and earth. This is taught throughout the whole entire Bible. God is the king of the world. The only difference now in the New Testament age, in the age of the new covenant, God mediates his kingly rule through Christ, who sits at his right hand. Christ came as God in the form of a man, and now he reigns as man with the authority of God. God in all of history, in all of the Bible, and this will never change, is king over everything that he has created. And right now, this side of the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Christ, God's kingly Sovereign reign over everything is mediated and manifest through his son. The whole Bible is about this work of God through his son. So what's the field? It's not a mixed church. It's not a mixed covenant community. Verse 38, the field is the world. The field is the world. Who is the man who owns the field? The man who owns the field is the son of man. Verse 37, Christ Jesus. Is his kingdom mixed or unmixed? In other words, is his kingdom in the sense that this parable is talking about? Does it only have believers in it? Or does it have believers and unbelievers? It is clearly mixed with both wheat and weeds. Verse 26, and it contains sons of the kingdom, which is the interpretation of wheat and lawbreakers. Verse 41, look with me at verse 41, and I've underlined this for you. This is what's going to happen at the final harvest. The angels will gather out of his kingdom. So you can circle that phrase. He's going to take out of his kingdom. All causes of sin and all lawbreakers. You cannot take causes of sin out of a kingdom unless causes of sin are there within the kingdom. You cannot take lawbreakers out of the kingdom unless they're already there. This is talking about Christ's sovereign reign over all nations, over all the earth. And his reign 
includes and is over everything in every body. That does not mean everyone has submitted to his reign. Think about, parallel this with Israel under the old covenant. Israel was God's nation. Israel was God's kingdom. Does that mean that everyone who was an Israelite was saved and was a true child of God? Absolutely not. But were they still under God's authority and accountable to him and his law? Absolutely yes. So now just just expand that from the level of Israel to the level of the whole world. Christ reigns over everything. The kingdom is mixed. Flip it over. Will his kingdom always be mixed? The answer clearly is no. And this is the overarching point of the parable. The kingdom is mixed now. It's in its provisional form, not its eternal form. The kingdom will not always be mixed, but it will only be mixed until the harvest. Verse 30. When the sons of the kingdom will inherit the finalized kingdom. In other words, the righteous will shine like the sun, shining in full brightness and full glory in the kingdom of their father. Verse 43, the kingdom will be completed. Christ will present that completed and finalized kingdom to his father as the great work of his accomplishment. And I have five verses here. The last passage is the parable of the net. But there's some other related verses to help bring this in to maybe clearer focus for us. 1 Corinthians 15, 23 and 24. Talking about the resurrection, Paul says, Each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, Christ was already risen. And then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So when he comes, those who belong to Christ will be risen in glory Verse 24, and then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule, every authority, and every power. So first he's going to destroy every rule, every authority, every power. He's going to complete his kingdom. It's going to be a resurrection, and then he's going to deliver that kingdom to God the Father. And it will no longer be mixed. It will no longer be in its provisional form, but its eternal form. 1 Corinthians 15, 50, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So there is a form of the kingdom that we will inherit. It doesn't exist yet, but it's coming. It'll be our final inheritance. Matthew 25, 31, when the Son of Man comes in glory and all the angels with him, then he'll sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, all the nations, And he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. One judgment, one general judgment before Christ will be gathered. All the nations, that's global, and he'll separate people one from another as sheep from goats. Both believers and unbelievers. Romans 8, 16 through 17 If you look at your sheet, uh, the second to last one, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we 
may also be glorified with him. To be glorified with him is just another way of saying we'll inherit that final form of the kingdom in its full glory, shining like the sun in the kingdom of our Father. We are children of God. Heirs will receive an inheritance. So if I leave uh, a large sum of money to my children, they are heirs. If we leave land and property to them, they are heirs. We are heirs of the kingdom. And finally, Matthew thirteen forty-seven through 50, the parable of the net. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. So just highlight in your mind that the kingdom is mixed right now. It's mixed because the kingdom is like a net. And what kind of fish do you have inside of that net? Fish of every kind. And when it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers but threw away the bad. So in the net, now the kingdom is represented by the net. In the net, you have good and bad. And then they're separated. Verse 49, so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous. And throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's different ways we talk about the kingdom. The kingdom comes in stages. The kingdom grows gradually. One day it will reach its final form on the other side of Christ's return, on the other side of resurrection, on the other side of judgment. But till then, the kingdom is mixed. And we're specifically, when we say that talking about the mixed kingdom, we're simply talking about that Christ reigns over everything. He reigns over all the earth. Whether people submit to that or acknowledge that or not, his authority is real. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. Christians are simply the people who've gladly submitted to his reign in this age and have been saved by him for his glory and by his spirit. But the kingdom will not always be mixed. Now, let's pray.